And then the lights come up And I hear the band And where they said I'd never be Is exactly where I am I hear the crowd I look around And I can't find one empty chair Not bad for a girl going nowhere Your host, Nikki T, and uh, our fabulous guest, Miss Ashley McBride. Hello. How are you? So good. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. For yeah, us. no, thanks for taking time with me. Yeah. So you've uh, had a pretty big year this year. Yeah. Even the last two weeks have just been insane. Yeah. Grammy nom. Grammy nom. Our uh, first George Strait dates uh, in Vegas. George Strait in Vegas. And then you got some more George Strait dates coming up also after Yeah, Vegas. we have more. We August, December. August, we have yeah. one in March also that's happening in Atlanta. Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that show and I was like, man. But your list of people that you open for is, is getting... It's starting to get silly. It's getting... <laughs> how cool everybody is that we get to play with. Yeah, like like Stapleton. Hank Jr., yep. Skinner, Miranda, yep. John Party. And then you got the little big town dates coming up right as well. now. In fact, when I'm done speaking to you, I'm getting on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> to go fly to Canada to play with Little Big Town. Oh, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit with us. Of like course. I said. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the road life that you guys have been just living this wow. last like year or two. Who knew it was this hard? <laughs> I figured we moved from the van to the bus. Yeah. Life's cake. Yeah, that's not how it works. Let, yeah. No, let's <laughs> let's not be silly though. Life is so much easier in a bus oh, than yeah. in a van. Right. But still, really, really hard. The difference is we get to sleep well and we yes. get to rest um, on things that aren't bench seats. You get an actual bunk to sleep in. Right. I know. I was out at the Chicago show and watching the band load in, load out after. You know, yeah. and it's like you think you see you and you see all the success that you're having. And you're like. That's still how it works, you that's know? still how it works. People are like, where's your hands? I'm like, we are the hands. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only person that's not allowed to lift anything right now. And I actually think I'm kind of weaker for it. Because I spent so many years doing it myself. Right. Um, and, and now the guys are like, no, you've earned the right. I'll set up your pedal board and all that. And I'm like, that sounds bougie. But at the same time, I'm like, I can sleep an extra 15 minutes, which that's is great. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I got, you, got to catch you there. And that was a really cool show. Um, that was fun. Man, yeah. And, and then in Pittsburgh when I saw you at Jurgles, um i've had a few moments there of seeing artists like really take over the room and because i go to there a lot like that's one of the venues i'm at all the time and i actually talked to one of the program directors and he said the same thing he said the command that you had over that room was like it was special that was a really cool room yeah and it was uh it was neat to see your star grow and to see it other people that get it the same way Everybody gets it now, you know? Yeah, that's nuts. And plus, I always have a really good time. Anytime yeah. we're in Pennsylvania, I have a really good time. Yeah. So um, I think one of the things with your fan base is when people are there to see your show, they're just fully engulfed in Ashley McBride. I think the tribe that you've built and the fans that you've built are just like thick and thin. They'll be with you for the rest of it your really life. It really is. And it's more like we found each other than, than, yeah. s- than something we built. I'm sort of like, this is what I sound like. And they're like, we like what you sound like. So we kind of discovered each other. I'm really um, touched and happy about 
like we have the fan pages and all that on Facebook, which yeah. I don't really get on because uh, yeah, it seems strange much. to me. But yeah. <laughs> um, the the friendships that I've heard about at meet and greets that have formed just because people are on the fan pages together from England and Nantucket and their yeah. friends and from Florida and Washington and their friends like it's super cool. And actually, like I have friends like that from your fan page, like Dave Canavan. Dave Canavan, yep. Irish Dave. Yep. <laughs> yeah, what a good dude. So, and I have uh, built relationships with people from being a fan of your music. And it's neat to see that connect people. That's and what music does. It, it. I'm so happy that our music gets to do that now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because I've bonded with people over being a fan of other folks. And so to see that happen with our sound is really cool. Right. Well, let's talk about the album. So, Ooh. I know if you're talking about my albums of the year, it's that. Thank you. It's 100%. And Thank you. The only one that's close is Eric Dillon's, and I love his album as well. I don't know if you've got no, a No, but I'll to download it. It's great. Eric Dillon, um, and he is, a, like you, like when you listen to his music, it's authentic, and you, you know that it's coming from the heart. Oh, yeah, you can smell it when it's real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the album Everywhere is on the list of the best albums of the year. and uh, Yeah, it's been kind of weird to be on that many lists. It's a... Uh, it's, I think it's a testament to what you've built and I think what people are looking for in music. Like when we were down at the event, at the lunch event, and you got a standing ovation after you played your song in a room full of people that are programming radio people stations. People that don't like to stand up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, they've heard it all. They've seen it all. So that was a really, it was a really nice response to get that today. Yeah. Especially uh, going after Kojo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love that guy. too. Yeah. And I think that's, Something that I think in country music that we're seeing a little bit of a rebirth is that the music that you can tell is genuine. Yeah, the stuff that made me want to play country music. Yeah. When I was in my early, like preteen and teen years. Yeah. That's what Cody Johnson reminds me of. Yeah. Watching him play today, I was like, this is the thing that made me want to move here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's really cool, too, t with you to see how much you are a part of your band, right? And I think that's a yeah, little bit. Yeah, we are a band for sure. Right. And I think that's a little bit different than maybe how some other people do it with the mm -hmm. artist role. Yeah. So I think it's really, uh, I think it's important. And I think it's cool how you are like, this is who we are. Yeah, this uh, is us. And, right. and for some artists, it really does work better to have artists and hired bands. Yeah. Um, but for us, it really works better to be completely collaborative. The guy sitting on the drums has been with me since he was 19 years old. Right. <laughs> so I really trust him. Like in rehearsals and everything, I just turn it over. Yeah. to Quinn on drums and Sancho on bass and say, how do you feel about this? What should the intro to the show be? Um, this is what I think for a set list. What do you guys think for a set list? And we trust each other. I think that's what makes the show so much fun. And to see people, like when you when I watch video of us playing, you can tell we're having a really good time. Yes, And absolutely. I think you play together the way you feel about each other. Yeah. And that's what's, I mean, you see the photos all over social media. Me and Chris are always sticking our tongues out or <laughs> winking or yeah. something like that. We really love to play together. And it's it's great to see that. And I think it's infectious in the room. Oh, yeah. And it makes people connect to each other. Yeah, as and well. the audience throws that right back at you when you yeah. put, we're like, we're having such a good time in this sandbox. <laughs> and everyone's like, we want to play. It's great. <laughs> and uh, when, so the first time I actually got to see you play was when you were on tour with Luke. Yeah. And uh, you had, had us out to the meet and greet too. And mm -hmm. I think it was, cool for us that was uh one of the first experiences because we're just little but first experiences so where we. my friends are like oh man this is a really cool thing that's happening now <laughs> and i was like yeah all those times that you uh had to take care of drunk me now we're, you're getting a little bit of payback that's kind of what i said in my stuff. band all yeah. those times you had to take care of drunk me we're yeah. getting that back now but man it's uh what 
when you're at the show, like I know you have things that happen, like the flag on stage and previously the jean jacket. Yeah. And uh, just things that are truly your things. And I think if, if I don't know if any of that is planned or it just kind of happens at a show and. How does that work? A when bit? somebody gave us, you mean the country AF yeah. flag? I didn't know that was going to happen, but yeah. I saw it like from the back of the room, people waving it and kind of, so I just started doing the hand motions, bring it up front, bring it up front, and yeah. they gave it to us, and now it stays yeah. on stage. We don't always pull it out, right? but it's always on top of my amps in case the crowd gets that rowdy, right. so we can put country AF on stage. Um, before that was the jean jacket. Yep. Also, we have, um, everybody has little toys on top of their amps, and each one of those toys has a story. I have a little dinosaur on top of mine, and his name is Denver, and that has a whole uh, really scandalous story behind it. Um, <laughs> there's a Tyrannosaurus Rex on top of Matt's amp, and that has a story behind it. Um, it's just really cool, these little idiosyncrasies. Of course, and I'm always hiding plastic animals everywhere we go. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, when I was at the show at Jurgles, I got in a little bit late, and I ser- went searching for the places you put in my compound. But I try to remember to take photos, and yeah. sometimes <laughs> I forget. But yeah, in fact, we leave for Canada tonight, and I have a one-gallon Ziploc bag full of plastic animals <laughs> that's cool and um as weird as it sounds one of the things i enjoy from your social media is the you getting your hair done. all faked up <laughs> as know, a guy just, you know I just, I just think there's so much there's so much that um uh, you always see the finished product yeah and it always looks flawless right and my favorite part of that is how awkward and silly and stupid the entire process is like you know dana teasing my hair to get extensions to hang on and i'm going ow and she's like nobody cares that your head hurts like we're in a hurry <laughs> uh, i think that's the coolest part for me that we're just kind of open about it and there there is no man behind the curtain this right. is me in a pair of boxers and a baseball jersey because that's what's easiest to get over my hair when we get done right yeah <laughs> and i think it's cool too and i think it leads to that you are a person that is just real you're just when I've met you for the first time I'm like man that's the like you're just so embracing and just such a warm person literally physically embracing I always want to yeah. hug everybody <laughs> yeah I too. just I get really nervous around about things and I think the best way to do that is just to be completely bare and raw um when people are like oh, I'm so nervous to meet you and I'm like that's funny I was nervous the entire walk up to meet and greet <laughs> so it's like don't feel weird that's my job like yeah and it's also my job to make sure you never feel weird when you talk to me yeah, and I can tell you that that's the experience that I and as well as my friends have had when we're meeting you. We um, should always feel like we're about to have a beer together. Yeah. That's what it should feel like. Even if you can't have a beer, but usually you can. Right, I was looking for a beer right before this yeah. and couldn't <laughs> find one. That's okay, I'll drink this cactus water. It's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of that, uh, I know that you're a big whiskey fan. Huge. I would say enthusiast, yes. Enthusiast. What would you say your favorite whiskeys are right now? My favorite bourbon. I'm a big bourbon gal. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elijah Craig, 12-year. Okay is my top that's your go-to. yeah that's my number one i really like it of course there's some other ones iw harper the 15 year is really good um anything that has multiple like two digit numbers after before the word year is really good the, but yeah. you know what jim beam yeah if you can't get elijah craig yeah and like this bar doesn't carry it jim beam is uh, this is not an insult even if it sounds like it, the ranch dressing of bourbons right you <laughs> cannot diminish it right. whatever you add it to it's going to improve the situation right you're gonna be jim beam and ice cream all of a sudden ice cream tastes better <laughs> so uh, like you just can't screw it up it's like a potato yeah how are you gonna ruin a potato you can't yeah it's good anyway make it right so when they're like what do you drink and i'm like i drink jim beam they're like really you drink jim beam like absolutely i drink jim beam <laughs> it tastes good no matter what 
And I think Jim Beam Black is a very good underrated Jim bourbon. Jim Beam Black is so good. It's good. As you search the liquor stores to buy your Jim Beam Black, now it says extra aged. If you mm. find a bottle that says double aged, buy it and don't open it because they only made that label for about two and a half years. If I do, I'll get one for you. Absolutely. I've got one <laughs> on my shelf right now. So let's talk about when you're out on the road with all these amazing acts that you've been opening for. And... Uh, people like Garth covering your songs. That's so wild. Just in, I, I saw that and I was like, I saw first I saw that he covered it and then I saw that it, they released it on. He the, put it on the record. Yeah, I was, <laughs> and I just like lost my mind. Yeah, I know. I called mom. It's, <laughs> it's one of those moments where it's like, it's just, I feel almost connected to you just from being a fan, and that's I think how fans are. Yeah, you and you should feel that way. Yeah, and uh, just seeing the success that you've had this year and just the growth that your music and your brand and your whole person has seen is just uh it's just super exciting for me it's been nuts it's been so much fun it's uh so you've been in nashville now for this is now my 12th 12th year year, yeah and when you first got down here you were just touring just playing the bars just giving it heck yeah i was in fact my first gig was here um when on demunbrian on the circle there was a dan mcginnis and on monday nights i would play guinness girls which was a, a writer's night for for chicks um, and then on Tuesday afternoons or evenings, I would play from six to eight on the patio for half price appetizers and half price beer, <laughs> uh, which was super convenient because no one was ever on the patio from six to eight yeah. um, at Dan McGinnis. Um, <laughs> and I found out really quickly that trucks don't run on half price appetizers <laughs> and half price beer. Um, but it was my first start here and that in writer's nights and all of that. And then uh, so your first project that you put out, the first album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had the EP before that that is uh, a item that sells for a large amount when you see it on a... Yeah, isn't that crazy? Isn't that nuts? Somebody found it and then put it on eBay and then it sold for like $300. Yeah, <laughs> an, an EP. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, I know Dave has some of those and he has some for his, his yeah. kids. And he said... I think Dave's got everything. He does, yeah. He's been a long-time fan, big supporter. And uh, yeah, I think that's... Uh, it's it's really neat to see how your music and that had developed through the time too. So like the first song I heard from you was Five One Forty Four. Still today is probably my favorite song I've ever written. It's it's one of those songs where when you listen to it, you just have to listen to it five or six times in a row. Good. And it's I think that's for me when I hear a song and it just I have to put it on repeat because it just hits you in a place that. I have songs like that. Yeah. And you have a lot I, of songs. I, no, I have songs that I've heard that <laughs> I've, I heard Alison Krauss sing um, a song called Gravity on this record. And I remember I was driving from Fort Smith back to Jonesboro, Arkansas, where I went to college. And I heard it. And then after the first time, I just kind of pulled over onto the shoulder on 40 and played it again. And I love it when a song makes you skirt. And yeah. I need to redigest what just happened. Yeah. It's, uh, I listen to music oftentimes at work, and I find myself. Um, if I just have a random playlist on and I, I hit one of your tracks that I end up, uh, like not really getting a ton of work done during the song. <laughs> sorry. And sorry about your productivity. <laughs> I'm sorry, boss. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's speaking meaningfully, meaningfully to so many people and just the, the full range of songs that you have, you have the songs like home sweet highway, which is just like the cruising down the road song, but yeah. then you have the songs that hit me the most are the ones that will just tear your heart out. I love sad songs. They make me yeah. so happy. Yep, I'm the same way. But I learned from the best. John Prine, Guy Clark, Chris Christopherson. I mean, they could just, they would take a song and destroy your heart and then hand you the pieces and a needle and thread and say best of luck. Yeah. 
I love it when songs do that. But I think sometimes you got to have that torn down so that you can build it back up stronger. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think that the that previous project was fantastic, and like saw you with Luke opening for Luke Combs, and that's a that's a rowdy crowd. I love Luke's fans. Yeah, yeah. they're they're nuts. I was unsure how we would cross, you know, sonically. Yeah. Because um, we are a little bit different than yeah. Luke, even though we're huge Luke Combs fans. Right. And, and the the crowds really did embrace it. I think so too, and yeah. it, it was cool. I g- got to catch two of those shows on that run, and uh, it was cool to see all those people that maybe didn't even know you or they were, they just knew Luke or, you know, right. and, and that's when he was just first starting to sell out big venues Yeah, and uh, to see them watch you and be like, wow, have those wow moments. A lot of times people don't show up to see the opener, which I completely understand. Um, but Luke's fans get there early Oh yeah, because they know what it's going to take to get their spot. Right. And you know, they can be super inattentive mm-hmm. if you don't bring the goods and they, they were really responsive to us. So let's talk about the recent single. You just released the radio. Girl Going Nowhere. Which I'm a huge fan of, and I think that was a good choice myself. Thank you. And uh, what does that song mean to you, and why do you think it's the right song for for radio? I mean, for me, it's super personal to begin with, because it's it's both my story and Jeremy Bussey's story, a thousand percent mashed into one song. Yeah. Um, But I think the thing that made it important to be a single was it was getting a response at shows, being a mid-tempo song some someone even call it a ballad but um and it wasn't a single yet and people were responding to it really in a big way at shows so really everybody else chose this to be a single um but but the stories that i was getting at shows uh, like a little girl in kansas that she was probably nine she told me she wanted to be a girl going nowhere that's awesome like (laughs) i was opening for willie nelson and she said that to me and then i was in it might have been san jose uh, did this show and a lady came up who did not get meet and greets and she stopped me at the little bike rail, you know, and she was like, can I tell you something? Um, I just got through a rehab program and I listened to your record the whole time I was in there and I was like, that's amazing. Congratulations on completing your rehab program. And then she tops it off with, I got my kids back. Oh man. And I just couldn't, I just can't compute. Like yeah. that proves to you that the songs you write and the music that you make is, is not of you. It, it chooses you to come through. Yeah. And I'm so happy that this song chose us yeah. to be the mouthpiece for. Well, guys, if you are listening, make sure you're calling country radio because this song needs to be on more radio stations and more often. Thank you. Yeah. Pester the shit out of them. Yeah. Call them up. I'll give you some numbers if you need them. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> But Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Thank you for the time, and thank you for the t-shirts, and thank yeah. you for the hats. Absolutely. And coming to meet and greets and taking silly photos with me. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my favorite photos of all time, actually. Yeah. I'll put that as the photo for uh, on the on the website when I post the, the podcast. It. I'll put that. So, Guys, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you follow Ashley on social media if you don't. I'm assuming if you listen to my podcast, you probably do. And if you follow <laughs> me and you're not following Ray's Rowdy, you're missing out. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> But thank you guys so much for listening. And Ashley, thank you so much for being here. All right, guys, this is Nikki T, and we'll see you in the front row. And then the lights come up, and I hear the band, and where they said I'd never be.